Beatrice, why are you pretending I'm this guy's nephew? We need money. You're scamming him? I was thinking more like flat out stealing from him. What? No way. Why not? We already stole a horse. Hey, guys. No, we didn't. Fred's a talking horse. He can do whatever he wants. I want to steal. Generation Laws, the show about movies with Bryn. And Jeremy. And, it, you know, one of those things that doesn't really take itself too seriously. Not that seriously. I'm, uh... uh <laughs> so not seriously that Jeremy is sick today. <laughs> that's right. Although I guess actually, you know, this would be kind of taking it a little more seriously because I'm, I'm playing through the pain here. Um, oh yeah, to, I guess that's true. You're, you're we're taking it. I'm taking the show seriously, and and this is an important. <laughs> I think this is an important distinction that we don't make often enough, which is that <laughs> we are a show that doesn't take itself too seriously to take movies too seriously. However, we do take the show seriously. Yes, and our commitment to you, dear listener, mm-hmm. take it deathly serious. <laughs> Just kidding. We're constantly late and missing episodes. <laughs> we are fucking up. Always. <laughs> uh, but which, I am sick right now, and that sucks. Yes, Jeremy's sick. Everything's fucked up in his life. Yes. The baby's fucked up. However, not <laughs> sick with the novel coronavirus, or to my understanding, any coronavirus. Because I don't think... <laughs> Is there the, I, the essay coronavirus? Yeah, I don't think... Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> short story coronavirus yeah the novella coronavirus <laughs> the vignette <laughs> coronavirus uh the 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 um another the one. writing assignment one yeah the haiku the the, <laughs> the haiku coronavirus anyway um <laughs> although that actually now sounds like it's kind of circling back around to being um uh those early covid racist jokes oh right yeah what were the Hong Kong flu? Hong shit? Kong flu, number one super guy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. Hong Kong flu is the best one. It never got funnier than that. Cause no. the ones are like stupid. They're like Kung flu. That sucked. That sucks. And that's not even specifically like, that seems more Japanese. That's just yeah. like, that's like really, that's like the problem with racism is that it's never specific enough to be actually funny. Mm hmm. You have to know things and culturally respect them. Yeah, uh, I knew a guy. <laughs> um, I don't remember his name, but I knew a guy who had a joke that the end of it was, "Man, racists really need Jewish writers." <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I fully agree. But uh, this show is not about racist racism. jokes. <laughs> it's the show about racism with Brendan Jeremy. <laughs> It's not that, and it, we we take that, that very doesn't seriously. Doesn't take itself too seriously. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's about movies, and uh, we are continuing spooky season uh, by watching a spooky movie. This is sort of a weird one. I don't know if we've we haven't done many mini series. We've done no uh, extras. Uh, we did extras. We did um, uh, Black Lotus. 
White Lotus. Um, White Lotus. <laughs> Black Not Lotus the is the magic card. <laughs> uh, we did White Lotus. Um, Which I still haven't even watched that trailer for the second season. I'm very excited it about it. It looks all right, yeah. Um, I mean, the first one looked all right from the trailer. So, I mean, right. you know, who's to say? Hopefully I'm, it's good. I, I have much faith. In Mr. White. In Mr. White, but we'll see. Um, and so we, we were talking again about a spooky movie uh, for kids. Um, we're talking about Over the Garden Wall, but we will get to that. Until then, I must ask, Jeremy, what did you watch this week? Thank you for asking. I have watched a lot this week. Um, my really? Wife, my wife was out of town and my son was sick, so he was going to bed early a lot. Mm. And um, so I was just kind of like... And I, and and my um, my city skyline saves were all fucked up uh, from a recent DLC update. So I had oh, a no. lot of uh, I had a lot of time to just kind of like hang out and watch shit. So uh, I finished um, Monster Dom or Dahmer Monster at the Jeffrey Dahmer story. <laughs> okay, and so you're fr- just if you if you're new to the show, Jeremy's first opinion on the first episode was pretty cool. Yeah. Second opinion after a couple more episodes, very stupid. Very stupid, very trashy. Um, yes. And now? Final final verdict, kind of a South Parky somewhere in between, you know? <laughs> kind of think it's, uh, <laughs> it has some good elements, some you're, trashy you're a, elements. You're a centrist for... I'm, for a, I'm Yeah, I'm an enlightened centrist about Dahmer <laughs> Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Um, <laughs> I think that ultimately... Wait, what is it? Dahmer Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer? It's Dahmer colon monster dash the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Oh, that sucks. Yeah. I mean, um, I know we've talked about that before, but damn. <laughs> it's very obviously just like algorithm shit. Like it's just, it's shit is just going to get stupider names going forward just because mm-hmm. like, I, I don't know. You're like trying to trick the algorithm of the platform that paid you to make the movie. <laughs> But like Netflix's discoverability, we've talked about this before for sure. That Netflix's discoverability is such dog shit. It's so awful. That like I about don't their even own f- shit. yeah about their own shit. Like I don't even find their stuff most of the time. Um, like I just saw that they're making a sequel to um, the Christmas Story. They're like the actor oh, yeah. who plays and it actually Ralphie. has Ralphie in it. It's like yeah. who asked for this? Who asked for this? Who Why wanted this? Why would anybody this? want this? The whole point of the Christmas Story is that it kind of sucks, but it's quaint and fun, and you put it on in the background all day. Yeah. Um. But so yeah, they're making a sequel to that, and it's called like Christmas Story colon Christmas or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> they're like very obviously just doing like SEO trickery. <laughs> Well, because they know it's like about people like it's going to be about people talking about it online. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's all PR now. Yeah. So it's like it doesn't really matter what it's about. And I'd imagine that if you're looking for Christmas movies on Netflix, you're just putting Christmas in and um, maybe having Christmas twice like makes it go to the top of the Christmas list. Who knows? Yeah, um, it's a Christmas story. Christmas. A Christmas story. Christmas. Hilarious. Um <laughs> Anyway, so Dahmer, in the end, uh, kind of a mix, mixed bag. Um, okay. Some interesting stuff kind of towards the end. Um, there's like, uh, there's kind of like a duet scene of, um, so there's the woman who lives next door to him who's constantly hearing him murder and constantly calling the cops and the cops don't do shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, she ends up, after you know all is said and done, 
she's awarded like a medal for being like an excellent citizen. Um, <laughs> great, great job being a good informed citizen and whatever. Thanks for calling the police a million times and they did nothing. And they did nothing. Yeah. So they give her a medal at this like very shitty like... <laughs> It looks like it's like a community college classroom. Sure. Um, like, and other people are there being honored for the same thing and whatever. And it's like some dude just being like, and here's your medal. And like a couple people like clap and then that's it. Okay. Um, and then that's paired with a scene of the two cops who, uh, um, there's like the 14 year old uh, Asian kid who like escapes and then the cops find him and Dahmer's like, that's my boyfriend. He's drunk. And they're like, all yeah. right, well get back in there, kid. Uh, so those <laughs> cops are like placed on leave and then they come back to like a standing ovation from the other cops. Cause like, you know, the union is like, fuck this, this is bullshit. I can't believe you're firing these guys. We're going to take you to doing... war. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and so they're like, we're going to kill your dog. Yeah. And so they're brought back with back pay and whatever. And all the cops are like doing a standing ovation for them. Um, <laughs> and then they proceed to, for the rest of the series, just like uh prank call the father of the Asian kid um like Prank call him yeah they're like calling him slurs and stuff and being like didn't you get enough money suing the city you fucking piece of garbage <laughs> um so, so they're just like harassing him so they're just harassing him so that stuff is good that's interesting that's it's funny that you call that prank calls <laughs> well i don't know what else to call it because they're not telling him who they are and whatever like, right right <laughs> They're just like calling him and being like, you fucking, you know, slur, slur, boop, slur, boop, boop. leave, leave it alone. And they like hang up. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because he's pressing charges <laughs> again. I don't even remember what he's doing. He's doing something though. He's still in the media talking about it basically. Mm, okay. Um, and, uh, so that stuff is all good. That's all interesting. Uh, and then there's like when he goes to jail uh, and becomes a born again Christian, like they really focus on that a lot. And I'm not really sure what to make of that. Um, mm. But they really, they really go into it. Uh, and um, what do you mean? Like lots of reading the Bible or something? Yeah. Lots or? of him like going to a guy and being like, do you think like, um, you know, you think like Jesus would forgive like the things that I've done and the guy being like, yes, brother, like, yes, absolutely. Like, Christ says it in him to forgive anybody for anything and whatever. And, like, Dahmer, like, getting really into Jesus and whatever. And then there's this uh, there's this black guy in jail with him who, like, is kind of crazy. And he's, like, he's really into the Bible, too. And he's, like, he's, like, wait, Dahmer's becoming Christian? What the fuck? And then he, like, looks into him and, like, learns about what he did. Uh, and, um... He ends up murdering him. He ends up like beating him to death with something. Uh, what Dahmer murders the guy? No, the guy murders Dahmer. That's how Dahmer Dahmer's dies. Dead? Yeah. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, I didn't know. He gets know murdered that. in prison like a couple years into his sentence. But um, I had no idea. What's bizarre though is that the juxtaposition of it alongside like it's. I want to say it's happening at the same time as a meeting between three of the mothers of the kids who are murdered by Dahmer, and they're talking about how there's this like comic book about him that keeps coming out, and the juxtaposition of the, them all together, and like in the episode along with like the police and whatever, it kind of like frames this prison inmate 
being, you know, negligently left with weapons with Jeffrey Dahmer as being (laughs) like black justice for like the crimes of Dahmer against the black community. Oh, weird. It's very strange. It's like, and then, and you know, don't worry about it. He got his come up. Yeah. (laughs) It's a very interesting framing device for what is another case of police negligence leading to death. Right. (laughs) (laughs) It's a weird way to frame that, I think. Yeah. Um, So ultimately mixed bag. Hmm. Um, Another thing that I watched this week, though, um, is The Curse of Bridge Hollow, a Netflix original movie <clears throat> directed by Jeff Jeff Wadlow, um, who also directed Kick-Ass 2, um, Fantasy Island. Uh, oh, wait. Fantasy Island is a, uh, a horror movie, right? I don't that know. movie came yes that was the movie where it was like <sighs> they want to have their fantasies brought to life and then it's like they all have to kill each other or something mm. well I don't anyway the, some sort of wish fulfillment the curse of bridge hollow is about a family uh uh headed by marlon wayans um what it's a black family that moves to a quaint new england town uh, where everybody is just bananas for Halloween and they all have crazy ass Halloween uh, lawns and whatever. Okay. But he is a science teacher. He doesn't believe in Halloween. Did you watch this movie because it's about a Brooklyn dad going to a small town? <laughs> uh, no, I watched it because it was just some uh, some cheesy Halloween shit that I could put on while I uh, looked at my cell phone <laughs> and half paid attention. <laughs> a fun thing to do. Yeah. Um <laughs> It just seemed like it would be easy to just kind of like zone in and out of. And it was. It's exactly yeah. <laughs> that. Um, so he's a he's a science teacher who doesn't believe in Halloween. <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> what does it mean he doesn't believe in Halloween? Well, people are like, uh, people are like, don't you find zombies spooky? And he's like. Uh, the dead bodies have no uh, neurological activity. It would be impossible for a dead okay. body to move. Okay. Uh, so he's he's Neil deGrasse Tyson. He's Neil deGrasse Tyson, exactly. Okay. Yes, he's black science man. And um, <laughs> he, uh, he moves to this small New England town to get out of Brooklyn. Uh, and then a, and then? a, a weird uh, curse or some shit uh, makes all of the Halloween decorations come to life. And they start wreaking havoc around the town. And it's up to them to fight them and uh, figure out how to uh, make them stop being alive and whatever. (laughs) 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 Uh, Extremely stupid movie, but kind of fun. Uh, A decent enough fun time that like I I wouldn't recommend it perhaps on the level of a Hubie Halloween. But no, you know, it's definitely a, a, a good like chuck it on in the background for just some lighthearted Halloween fair while Is you it funny? look at Instagram. Uh, it has funny moments. It's definitely really stupid. <laughs> um, uh, one of the interesting things, though, about it is that I wouldn't call it a reversal necessarily, but it's an interesting take on this trope of, like, city slickers moving to small town where, like, everybody uh-huh. in this small town that they move to is white. Uh, it's a, you know, it's a Massachusetts. It's like, uh, you know, everybody has like New England accents and whatever. 
so they're a black family moving to a white town uh, and they are treated as outsiders, but not in the like way that you'd expect a black family moving to a white New England town to be treated. <laughs> like people aren't <laughs> racist to them. They are like rich city slickers. So like they're sure they're going to like a Halloween fair and like the mother is like, will there be vegan artisanal baked goods? <laughs> And, and they're like, like, no, bitch. No, bitch. <laughs> What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> That's so weird. It's very weird. Um, so I don't know. It's not, I wouldn't, it's a very soft recommend, <laughs> but I did watch it this but week. But it's cute. Well, because I kind of also was looking for stuff to watch that was like, Dumb I don't know. and lighthearted, yeah. Yeah, like I, I want another Hubie Halloween. Yes. You know? I, I think, I mean, again, I would not say that this is the quality level of UB Halloween. No, sure. But it is, it is lighthearted Halloween fare. Mm-hmm. That gets an extremely soft recommend from me. All right. What else did you watch? Anything else? That's it. That's what I got. That's it. I mean, also, uh, I mean, quick update on Welcome to Wrexham. Uh, oh, yeah. The uh, The TV series, the documentary series about... Rob Mac, uh, McElhenney and uh, um, Dead Brian Ryan guy, Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds uh, <laughs> buying a soccer club in Wales. Uh, I did oh, finish yeah, how's that. that. Going? Um, oh, you finished it? Yeah, the season ended. Um, they don't get promoted. They lose uh, just at the last moment. Almost make it. Not quite making it. Um, everybody's sad, but everybody's excited about the future. And we never get a fucking update on uh, them buying the goddamn stadium. What? That I Why? wanted to see the reaction of people finding out that they bought the goddamn stadium. <laughs> yeah, that seems like maybe one of the bigger things in the game yeah, or in the in the thing. Yeah, you gotta you gotta show that, folks. If you're making if you're making a documentary about Wrexham, you're gonna want to show that. You're gonna want to show that. You're Did you watch the new House of Dragon? Yes, I did. Uh huh. I didn't watch it. I did watch the new House of Dragon. Um, Is it another time jump after Viserys dies? No, no more, no more time jumps. It's literally the moment oh. after he dies is the next episode. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're like wrapping up his body and shit uh, as the goings on are going on. Because now it's like, you know, it's it's what you expect, right? It's like once Viserys dies, it's like everything gets kicked into gear, right? Like all of these machinations that have been happening over the past, you know, ten, twenty years are all now like, you know, starting to transpire. So it's, I actually really liked the episode. I thought it was very good. Um, mm. It's very interesting. Cause it's like, um, uh, what's her name? Um, not Rhaenyra, the other, the other main end. The, uh, Alicent. Alicent. Yeah. It's interesting. Cause you know, Rhaenyra and Alicent have this sort of like warming of their relationship in the previous episode. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but then it kind of like grows cold again very quickly when, uh, uh, you know, on yeah, his, they were like, okay, his, we're going to be friends now. Yeah. And then on his deathbed, Viserys is like, I uh, Aegon, it's supposed to be Aegon. <laughs> um, that happens a, last ep- the episode I saw. Yeah. He says yeah, to yeah. her, like, I always thought Aegon was supposed to be king. And she's like, my son? <laughs> <laughs> and so now she's, like, back to being like, actually, I, you know, I'm, I am I want my son to be king. But then, I hate that. Why does anyone care? Because it's all that you're raised to believe, I guess. We, I, we, don't, we don't really see that, though. Um, I don't care. 
You have to make me care. But then the interesting thing in this episode, and I won't spoil too much for you because it is a good episode. Um, I'm going to watch it. The, the like, uh, her dad um, kind of reveals that, like, he's been planning all sorts of shit around this, like, behind her back. Like, he's, Alice like... instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Otto Hightower has been like talking to people uh, about like when Viserys dies, you move here, you move here, you move here. Like here's all the shit we got to do to like secure everything the moment he dies. And like, Mm. he just like kicks this machine into motion and Allison is like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know we've been talking about this for years, but I didn't really think it was going to be like this. Like, okay, we're taking we're taking the crown. Yeah, like literally they're like they like lock somebody in a room, they like <laughs> they start talking about like how they're gonna have to like move money around, they're gonna have to like send people to all these different places to get people's uh you know, get people's buy-in on this project and whatever. And Allison <laughs> is like, What the fuck? This all was happening behind my back. You didn't talk to me about this? Like, this is fucked. I don't like this. Um weird. And so she kind of cools on it again. And so like the the conflict of the episode isn't what you'd expect, which is Allison versus Rhaenyra. Rhaenyra's not mm-hmm. even in the episode. We don't see her at all. It's Allison versus Otto. Hmm. So it's interesting. Good episode, I think. All right. I'll check it out. I like House of Dragon. <laughs> I'm kind of lukewarm on it. It's uh it's okay. I just I feel like it doesn't do enough for me to care like Mm. there's too many like assumptions that i should be like you've got to fill in these pieces of like well that's just how it was in ye old days or whatever where like you really care about this even when you've established that some of these characters don't care about that that much although there is an interesting there is an interesting thing in this episode i think that um uh, I wish you watched it so we could talk about it. But um, when <laughs> they when they do say. the coronation, you know, they they do the whole ceremony. Aegon becomes the king, right? Um, okay. And he, you know, as you know, doesn't give a shit about this. He actively in this episode runs away, and they're like chasing him <laughs> to be like, "Hey, you have to be the king now, okay?" <laughs> no, you must. <laughs> and he literally like tries to like bribe his brother and be like, "Like you be the king. I'll get on a ship and I will leave. I don't want to <laughs> do this shit. I just want to drink and have sex and be fun." Um, yeah, yeah. Why wouldn't you? And so they chase him down and they force him to come and be the king, basically. Uh, mm-hmm. And he has this change of heart based around like the crowd. He like when he's at the <laughs> coronation and like all these people are cheering and he's like raising his he's raising his sword and everybody's cheering along with him. And you could see good acting happening where he's going from being reluctant and kind of joking about what's happening to suddenly being like, Oh, this is sick. This is going to be cool, actually. <laughs> this kind of rules. <laughs> That's pretty nice. Yeah. yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I said this last time we talked about it, but like, there's high highs. Mm-hmm. Like, I do really like the parts of it that I like, and, yeah. and I just think some of the writing is sloppy. Anyway, this week I watched... A movie that I completely forgot I watched. Like the, <laughs> like I really was gonna be like I didn't watch anything this week mm. until like literally halfway through you were talking about <laughs> House of the Dragons because I forgot that I watched this. Um, it's not very memorable, but it was a movie I watched a lot as a kid. Um, 
It's called Idle Hands. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which is a uh, stoner horror comedy uh, about Devin Sawa, who is a deadbeat uh, child who doesn't seem to have any responsibilities or or concerns about much of anything. Um, he mostly just smokes weed and pines for Jessica Alba, who lives across the street. Mm-hmm. He wants to fuck her. And she wears an iconic uh, angel outfit. <laughs> That's Is it iconic? <laughs> it's, it's very... In your mind, it's, it's burned in there. Hey, to, 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 to people who jacked off in that time period, <laughs> wow. Iconic. Jessica Alba was very much an it girl she was yeah in a way that i completely forgot about yeah it's interesting she kind of uh very briefly had this time and then um i mean she's just a gorgeous person yeah but what does she do now is she like in stuff ever i think she's actually a business person now she like she like uh she she like actress and businesswoman she founded this company she was in I Camp got, Nowhere? Yeah, dude. Remember and Camp Nowhere? And the secret world of Alex Mack? Camp Nowhere is such a weird movie because, like, I remember that movie watching it as a kid and just being like, this is porn. Like, something about it was the horniest thing for me. Interesting. Like, I was just like, every 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 kid in that movie was hot. Interesting. To me, as a child. A, we should do a 90s comedy <laughs> month because I want to do this and I want you to see Billy Madison. Um... Oh yeah, I've never seen or that. Or Happy Gilmore, one or the other. I've oh, seen Happy that. Gilmore is the one that you hadn't seen, but you had seen parts of over. No, I've never seen Billy Madison. Actually, no, maybe I haven't seen either. <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen. You said last week, I think, that you hadn't seen Happy Gilmore all the way through. No, yeah, I never watched it. Um, I've and seen then you pieces. also there was another one that I was just thinking that you hadn't seen. Oh, um, uh. uh not Black Sheep, but the other Big Farley movie. Oh, um, uh, Tommy Boy. Tommy Boy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen. I haven't seen uh, a lot of those movies. Yeah, we should do this. We'll do. We'll do nineties, nineties comedy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Jessica Alba's in it. She's very hot. Um. But anyway, so she. Uh, so so Devin Sawa. It's never. This is never explained. Not really. Um, but there's some malevolent spirit that's roaming the countryside and possessing people and making them kill mm. and creating a large pentagram across the, the, the landscape. And this is never explained. Not really. Like there's this side plot where like a, like a badass black girl in a RV is like hunting down the spirit and she knows about it. Mm. And there's like a knife, but it's all very like, you just know it from like tropes. Like she's just like, there you are. She's like talking to herself. You know, it's very nineties where it's just like, yeah, you're doing this thing and creating a big uh, pentagram across the Western United States. Interesting. Um, because in my and, memory, I mean, I'm sure that I'm mixing this up with other movies, but like in my memory, it's like a Chucky sort of a situation where it's like there was a killer who like had his hand like cut off or something. And then no, like, no, 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 that's not in the movie. Like there's there's very little about what's going on. Actually, it's just his hands possessed just his hand, which is not the case for the other people who've been possessed. And is it like it's not stitched on or anything? He cuts it off at the, in like halfway through the movie. Oh, okay, and then it gets stitched back on. 
No, never stitches back on. Uh-huh. His the, his friend's head gets uh, put back on his head. Okay. Because so basically, Devin Sawa uh, kills his parents and a couple other people. Um, before he finds out that his hand is possessed, his friends Seth Green and another actor who uh, hasn't done much, but actually no, he has done. Eldon some stuff. Henson. Eldon How dare Henson. you? I'm so sorry. <laughs> From the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. And he's somebody in the MCU now. Yes, he's, he's some Foggy Nelson in Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Foggy Nelson. Yeah, he's in a ton of stuff, but he's like not. You know, he's never a me. He's a he's a character actor. Wow, he's also um, he's sorry. He's Foggy Nelson in the Marvel Cinematic Universe streaming miniseries Daredevil, The Defenders, Jessica Jones, and Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's in all the TV ones. Wow. I guess he's important. Who I don't is recall. Foggy Nelson. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. In the in the in the um in the illustration, uh, he has a little bow tie. He looks like uh, Tucker Carlson. <laughs> I think he's just a guy. I don't actually he's remember. He's just a guy. Um, oh, Foggy. He's a. Uh, he's, he's Matt's best friend. He's John Favreau in the Daredevil movie with Ben Affleck. And now John Favreau makes the MCU. Makes the MCU. Interesting um, connections to be made <laughs> here. Uh, but yeah, so he he his friend he kills his friends. He doesn't do it. His hand does. Yeah. and it's. This is, I think one of the big things like this movie isn't successful is that Devin Sawa just isn't good at this. Oh, he's Fulton in the Mighty Ducks? Oh, yeah? He's the big, tall, beater guy. Wow. Is he like the bad guy? No, well, I mean, he's like the, he's the enforcer on their team. Oh, yeah. He's like a bully who they get to come over to their side. Um, but that's funny because he's like such a fat, like paunchy guy in idle hands. He's like the <laughs> soft boy like later, but he's like the tough, scary guy in the Mighty Ducks. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Anyway, that's, you know, he's got range. He's got range. Please continue. <laughs> um, <laughs> so he's just trying to get weed and he's just trying to hang out with his friends. Uh, and then he uh, kills his friends. He His hand kills his just like stab Seth Green with a bottle and kills Eldon with a circular saw or something. Mm. Um, but he cuts his head off um, as he's running up the stairs in one of the best scenes in the movie. Um, he's like not meaning to do it. He's like, you better run. And he's like, get out of my way. Then. <laughs> uh, and like this, his hand is like stopping him from doing stuff. Um, he's just like, he's no Jim Carrey. He's no like, I, I'm trying to think of somebody who could do this kind of physical acting, but Devin Sawa is like, he's trying his hardest, but he's not very funny comedically. Like he's not, he's not Michael Richards, you know? Right. Yeah. So it just feels like he's, he's not just Michael like, Richards. That's for sure. He does a good, like, uh, like his hand, like is like moving constantly while he's like holding it. Mm. Um, and that looks pretty creepy and weird. Like it's like kind of always like jittering about, um, but like him being controlled by the hand, like doesn't he doesn't really sell it, and it like kind of matters. Um, so that's not very good. But it's a it, it sort of reminds me of How High, <laughs> in that it's like there's some pretty funny stuff. A lot of it is pretty stupid, um, and it's it's really gonna come down to do you think very very stupid shit is funny? Um, 
but basically he re- his friends come back from the dead for no reason it's not clear why yeah. they can come back from the dead uh in the same way how high is like yeah we smoked this guy and now he's telling us the answers <laughs> to tests <laughs> it's just like he has zombie friends now because it's a halloween movie it takes place on halloween he has to go to the halloween dance at his school or whatever and he goes with jessica alba she's just like inexplicably wants to fuck him all of a sudden mm. um like he goes over to her house and he's just like covered in blood and crazy and like she's like damn you're looking good today <laughs> uh it's really silly um wow and tom DeLong is in this too he is he is he's the burger jungle employee Oh, he is? That's so funny. I didn't even recognize him. how many movies, how many of these like stupid teen horny movies (laughs) Blink-182 managed to sneak their way into? Because they're also in American Pie, as I recall. Oh, yeah, yeah. And the offspring is in this movie as themselves. And they like have a line and it's really stupid and bad. It's very 90s. This is a very, very, very 90s movie. Um Vivica A. Fox is the girl who's like hunting down the hand. Mm. Um, who's she's you know very underutilized here. <laughs> I bet. Um, and so yeah, so they go to the dance. He cuts his own hand off uh, and then tries to trap it in the microwave. Um, but they they let it out to try and cook a burrito. <laughs> you know, just like silly antics. And then it gets loose in in the uh, in the high school. While they're at the dance, he's trying not to stand the girl up, and then it just starts killing people because it's like a little, you know, thing from Adam's family hand. So it's it's really just like a stupid stoner slasher movie. <laughs> but I thought for uh, you know for Halloween it was a pretty good watch. All he right. gets the girl at the end. They hang out with the zombie friends. Everyone's fine, I guess, at the end. And they wow, kill the hand. that angel outfit. And wow, <laughs> that ain't, I I don't think I would recommend this movie. No. Like it's it's stupid. There's it's no bad, way. It's a bad movie, but it's a. I, I have a lot of fun memories of watching it on very very quietly on Comedy Central where my parents couldn't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I like it. But anyway, let's get to our feature presentation, which is uh, it is called. Over the Garden Wall, which, as we said, is a not a not a feature film per se, but a a mini series, a cartoon mini series by Patrick McHale, who uh, was like a creative director on Adventure Time. He didn't create it, but this was sort of but the thing he, he seems wanted like to he's do. Like a pretty key like element of what made those early seasons as popular as they were. I think I think that's very fair. He he was um like Pendleton Ward was like the guy who made the whole setting and stuff, but I think Patrick uh was a very early uh addition to the team and and seems to have brought a lot of heart and spookiness and character to it. Yeah, um, and it's and you know just kind of going off of the fact that like he got to make this is yeah, pretty yeah. pretty indicative to me that like he was pretty important to Adventure Time. And, Absolutely. Uh, the fact that he's like making Pinocchio now with uh, Guillermo <laughs> del Toro is like this guy's probably uh, you know he probably swings you know like he probably like people understand like this is a pretty important dude over there. Yeah, people respect him for sure. 
Um, and so, but this I think was his first like this is my thing. Yeah, this is my this is the thing that I'm gonna do. He had been trying to get it done for quite a while. He actually made a he he made like different versions of this, which is weird because it's like there's this a very short short version that's like generally considered the pilot called tome of the unknown mm-hmm. um where he somehow got like elijah wood already to do it like <laughs> he, he must like have a pretty good relationship with that guy um and then they finally let him make it like a 10-part miniseries and he wanted to do it as a miniseries instead of a show because he thought he could do it like ha- have a higher quality product rather than just like you know sort of the low budget animation you have to do when it's a regular show um so yeah this this is a uh came out when did this come out 2014 2014 i heard about this basically as soon as it came out mm-hmm. um i had a lot of people telling me to watch it i was not watching kids shows at this time <laughs> uh i had a lot of friends who were like gravity falls is really good and like adventure time is really good yeah, 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 yeah. and i was just like yeah i'm not gonna watch kids shows extremely the same i remember very <laughs> much like people talking about adventure time people talking about gravity falls and being like wow cartoon network's got some cool stuff right now and i'm like i am so not on that wavelength at this point <laughs> of my life i am not trying to be that guy and the people who I knew who liked Adventure Time were like living lives that I just like was extremely not interested in. Like, <laughs> because it's like the, there are people who are just like getting high in my hometown and like living off of like Doritos and shit. Like, it just seemed like it was people sure. who were just going absolutely nowhere. And I was like, in, in 2014, <laughs> you know, this is, you know, eight years ago now. I'm, you know, in my mid to late 20s, I'm like just starting comedy and stuff. And I'm like, mm. I'm extremely motivated and I'm like not trying to be that kind of person. <laughs> so I think I, like stuff like adventure time was extremely not my shit at this point. I was in 2014. I was, you know, like pseudo homeless. So mm-hmm. this is like a lot of that. I didn't have a lot of time <laughs> for like, you know, trying to just like, relive my childhood or i i I wasn't very sympathetic to this and i love animation but it's like this is the kind of animation that turned me off yeah where i was like this is the kind of stuff you know it's not that cool like the drawings are cute i guess but like i wasn't impressed by the animation so none of this stuff really was something i was into at the time um this show i didn't watch until last year Mm -hmm. um i put on Twitter, like, what's some spooky Halloween-y stuff I can watch that isn't exactly a horror movie? And I and everyone suggested this, and I was like, oh yeah, people have been telling me this is great for a long time, so I, I threw it on. And uh, I watched it. And uh, so now we're gonna talk about it now. So, yeah. so I did, did not hear about this when it came out. I'd never heard about it before. When you put it on here and I saw the title, I was, I was assuming, uh, until literally I Googled it, I was like, well, it's probably a movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> I was picturing like an old like seventies British. Thing. Like, there is something called. There's a couple things called over the garden wall. Um, oh, really? I was picturing stuff like what I found, which was like you know British uh, stuff. Uh, and then when you oh, said yeah, it there's was, a 1934 film. There's a 1950 film. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, I I was expecting something completely not this. Um, I was thinking <laughs> live action. I was thinking old. I was like assuming it was going to be some charming like story about like a British person discovering Halloween or something like that. That would also um, be cute. That does seem very cute. Uh, what I got was... Uh, um, something extremely compelling, like from the jump, basically. Oh, I'm glad you. I'm glad you liked it. I loved it. This is like one of my favorite things we've watched in like a long time. Oh um, wow! All right, well, tell the people what it's about. So it's about um, two boys who um, are, I think they're half brothers or something like that. Yeah. Uh, one of them is like a classic uh, neurotic comedic straight man type. The other is a classic, uh, you know absurdly over sugared child um <laughs> uh and they are in a mysterious landscape that throughout the episodes kind of slowly uh reveals itself to you as being sort of the, the this like um i don't know i mean it's 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 they call it the unknown it's called the unknown it's it's sort of like a fantasy landscape where there's like different like civilizations within it everywhere and mm-hmm. um you know, throughout it, like, we don't know if they're from the unknown. We know they're lost. We don't know, like, if they're from a fantasy world, we find out that they're not. They're they're from the real world, and they are just dressed the way they are because it's Halloween where they left from. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, this is, this is a thing where people might care about spoilers. So just obviously, if you haven't seen this, just go watch it. It's like an hour and change. And yeah, it's uh, not very long. It's ten minute go, episodes. It's ten ten minute episodes. Yeah. So it's, it's almost also been, two hours. It's also been like eight years. So, yeah, so you don't really have an know. excuse. So <laughs> it's not it's not actually old timey. Uh, is is sort of the twist at this uh, in this show? It mm-hmm. ends up being that they're not in a fantasy land. They're something else is happening. Or they are, but they've like been transported there from their regular land. Yeah, regular modern times where tapes exist. Yeah, so um, I fucking loved it. I really like. Uh, <laughs> I was extremely compelled by it. I I um, I found everything really charming, really funny, really enjoyable. <laughs> um, the spooky stuff is spooky. The funny stuff is funny. It's never like annoying. It's never like it never overstays its welcome. Everything is nice and short. Um, yeah. The art style of this movie, or this, yeah, whatever, whatever this movie, movie yeah. is, um, it's very reminiscent of like, like cigar tins from the 1910s or something. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I was reading on Wikipedia that there's like a specific game called like the Frog Pad or something from like 1918 that was like, there's like all these little like, imagine a very old drawing from the 20s of like a cat holding a lollipop and a straw hat you know what i mean like yeah. that it's it's referencing that type of art like yeah i think he very... said that it's like um he found like all of these old um new england postcards and he took a lot of inspiration from those um, right it's this very specific weird american ancient art style that yeah while it has the sort of like Cartoon Network house style in terms of its like lines and coloring. And like the main characters, like your main cast look very much like, um, they don't look like Adventure Time and regular show. They look mm-hmm. like, um, they look like Animal Crossing to me. Like they look <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, they um, got the little triangle, the triangle nose. noses and stuff. Um, the character design is, is a, it's not anything to write home about for them, but everyone else, everyone else is, is like, awesome. <laughs> 
Yeah, and that makes sense, right? Like they're trying to stay on model or whatever, and you know, you don't want to go too crazy. And then yeah, it fits to- in. That's what's so cool about it, really, to me, is that it fits so. It it, it uh um, what do you call it? Like dove? Is it dovetail? No. Um, it it just fits really nicely into the canon of Cartoon Network at the time, right? It's, yeah. It, it it fits perfectly, and it it makes sense for the platform, and is itself like so much like wider reaching than anything I'd ever seen from Cartoon Network before. Um, right. And it makes me honestly want to watch Adventure Time now because I've never seen it. Uh, I know nothing yeah, about actually, it. I, I tried to watch Adventure Time and we at, at some point I've watched a lot of the things I mentioned. I still have never tried Gravity Falls, which he worked on, mm-hmm. this Patrick McHale guy. Um, I did watch all of Steven Universe and that show is uh, surprising um in its depth and in character development it's a fucking slog though yeah because it's like it's just so front-loaded with like cutesy baby stuff right i'm steven and then it's like it both of those shows for me adventure time and steven i think the fact that they're kids shows is a huge detriment and it's kind of annoying that such a good and interesting story is hidden in like in in them so I, it's hard for me to recommend those things to people who are adults. You know, it's like, yeah, sit down and watch like three hours of something before it starts getting pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, but this, uh, I think, immediately starts off interesting and is only an hour in like twenty minutes long. Um, and like you said, it's it's about them walking through the forest. Uh, there's some there's some pretty like strong storylines, which is like there is a thing called the beast um they're immediately introduced to what you think is the beast which is a big dog and christopher lloyd doing his like best like oh no marty uh shouting about like the beast and he's Mm -hmm. it's like is he the beast is the dog the beast it's all very unclear and what you find out is that the beast is a some sort of entity that is making um making people turn like lose their soul and turn into a tree that is meant to keep the lantern that the Christopher Lloyd character has burning mm-hmm. and he's doing that for the beast so that his daughter's soul won't die out yeah but you don't get that right away. It's like the end. At the beginning, you just get that he has this. In the first episode, all you get is that he has these bottles of oil and that he's really upset that those got broken. Um, yeah. And then like you later, you start to figure out that he's like getting it from these trees. And then later, even still that like his daughter is in this lantern that needs to keep lit. And then later, even still that like people's souls are getting turned into these trees. Um I think we only really learn that when the little brother gets turned into the tree. Yeah. I think it's the last episode. Um, um, and, and it, it's just like, it, it's such a interesting like exercise in storytelling. Cause everything is so metered out over the course of 10 episodes where like you meet this bluebird who can talk and she's really nice and sweet. Um, but then like there, every, it feels like every episode there's a little, twist on what the situation is yes where it's like she is a bluebird okay she used to be a human and then you find out the next episode 
that she got her whole family got turned into bluebirds and it's her fault and she's gotta do something for an evil lady to get them turned back but like every everything every part of the situation changes yeah um and the way it's all sort of balanced around the little brother being very cute and funny and and silly he's so funny <laughs> I really, I, I laugh so much at him. I love almost everything he says. Basically, I laugh at. Yeah, and he's so, but he's like, he's so, he's not just a, he's not just an annoying, like you get why you someone would be annoyed at him too, mm-hmm. but like he's such a sweethearted kid too that you feel really like you want to protect him as well and you're like, don't be mean to him. What is the word? Yeah, Wirt is the older brother, and Greg is the little brother. Yeah, yeah, Greg. Um, yeah, so I, I, I've, I'm constantly impressed. I mean, this is the second time I've watched it. Yeah, um, I mean, I finished it, and I instantly was like, I'm going to watch this again, like, very quickly. Yeah, because <laughs> um, it's the perfect Halloween show. Yeah, and it's and it's nice and short, and everything is, like, really brisk. And, like, um, I, I was surprised for being 10 minute episodes, how frequently, uh, things will just be like, so like, what are you up to? Like, like these sort of like conversations <laughs> will just be like, so like, so you used to be a person. What's that about? You know? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Um, these sort of getting to know you conversations that happen when you like are doing something with somebody for a while. Um, and they feel very <laughs> naturalistic. I really like, for example, when she says like, oh, I used to be a person. And he's like, you used to be a person. Did I know that already? <laughs> like, as if <laughs> yeah, he's like, as if he's like shit, wait, oh, wait, did I already know that? And I forgot. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and and then like the betrayal of or what he thinks is a betrayal of, oh, you were going to turn us into slaves or whatever. Yeah. And then she was actually trying to figure out how she could not have that happen. Um, and then on top of that, all, on top of all of these threads, you find this out in little like episode long vignettes. Yes. So there's the overarching, there's like multiple overarching threads. Yes. And then each episode has its own little singular storyline thing. And, and, and all of them are always like, uh, there's an expectation that's then, you know, subverted. Right. So like, um, there's one where there's this like there's this like auntie character played by Tim Curry who has <laughs> yeah. this daughter I love that who like, uh, uh, it seems what's happening is that she's being held captive and that the auntie like eats children alive. It's yeah. so funny. Like the, the, the way that <laughs> the way that that's performed is just so fucking funny. Like <laughs> when, when, when I just always think about when she like runs to the door when they're like running away and she's like, no (laughs) tim curry just putting in like the most bored performance he ever had but but it's it's like so so perfect yeah like it's like such a decision and it it reminds me a lot of um um like home movies it's like it sounds a lot like jason on home movies yeah yeah Uh, like uh, I'm trying to think of like the the way that he like very clearly spells out like oh don't stay here you'll be eaten alive I'll eat you alive I eat children alive. <laughs> <laughs> this is That's a very straightforward I... language style. That's so funny. But then like so so <laughs> you think that you're busting her out because she's you know stuck 
in this abusive situation. But then yeah. actually turns out that like she's the one who eats people alive. And just the way that things were phrased is like just vague enough that you missed it. And, and but then they break this curse and save her. And like, I, I just love how each of these episodes, like they have a trope that they're setting up and then they're like, actually, yeah. no, it's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was, it's like, it, it is always, dark and it's dark and scary though. Just not in the way you thought of and in a way that is fixable. And, and it resolves like, into something actually sweet. <laughs> and all of this amazingly is kind of all, metaphors for childhood and childhood anxieties around talking to people and communication and being okay with who you are. Mm -hmm. Um, Because at the end of the series, you find out the penultimate episode, you find out that they're actually modern day kids in Halloween costumes. And they have Wirt is pining for this girl who clearly likes him, but he is a, a nerd I and loved scared. that so much <laughs> like because he talks about her throughout the series and he's like she's so beautiful and she's with this guy and like he's a piece of shit and like you know <laughs> I I can't even understand it and like everybody thinks I'm fucking loser and yeah. like I'm such a nerd and and the bird is like I don't know man you're pretty cool here like yeah you're a hero and um, like she likes him and that's sweet too but like when he gets home and like you realize that it's just he's a teenager you know he yeah. just like his perception of everything is just completely wrong because he's a teenager <laughs> and he's so he's so scared of everything as teenagers are you know it's just a oh. natural thing so like everybody is just like Hey, Wirt, what's going on, man? I'm so happy that you're at the party. Like, And he's like, yeah. oh, God, they're so <laughs> mad at me for being at the party. <laughs> yeah, nobody is mad at him. Yeah. Like, nobody is, thinks Everybody's he's weird Everybody's really or friendly. Creepy. Everybody's really nice to him. Um, Everyone's kind of awkward and scared, too. Except but for the, like, the bitchy girls who are going to give the tape over. Right, um, which is like. Also very realistic t- teenage behavior. And then the the guy who you've been like expecting this whole time to be this like macho jock, like, <laughs> Jacob like, Thunderburger. Jacob Thunderburger is like this like wiener, this absolute fucking wiener <laughs> who, who like the girl couldn't be less interested in. <laughs> but is nice to him too. Yeah, she's friends with him. It's so funny, and he's just completely misread the situation because yeah. Thunderburger has more confidence than him. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's like, I'm going to ask her out. And he's like, oh, no, I'm missing my chance. <laughs> you can't ask someone out two times in a row. Um, yeah, so he made her this, like, dramatic tape of poetry and, and what is it, clarin- bassoon music or whatever? Clarinet, yeah. Clarinet music. And the girls are going to give her the tape. And he's, him and his little brother have to go get the tape away. Um, and basically forces him to hang out with her, go to a party, then go to this little seance thing in the graveyard they're going to have. And then this like dumb cop who's like trying to fuck with them, um, makes them jump over the garden wall Mm -hmm. and they fall onto a road and then have to jump down a hill to not get run over by a car. And they fall into this sort of world. So they're in some sort of like limbo. There's been a lot of like, theorizing on what exactly the unknown is and don't care i don't care and it's also it's not really important it's so not the type of engagement i want to have with this work yeah i literally couldn't care any less about what the unknown is i think it's a very um 
it's a fun world. <laughs> I think it's a very childish kind of way to look at this kind of thing where uh-huh. it's like, okay, but what is it? It's like, are they are, really dead? Are yeah. they like, have they been dead the whole time? Is this no, like their last I don't, thought before? Fuck I mean, that I think shit. that I think there is some sort of like shared dream that word, like word is having some sort of like dream mm-hmm. is like whatever. But also, it really happened because the frog is glowing or whatever. At the, he's still got the bell in his yeah. chest, so whatever. I don't give a shit. I it really doesn't like. I. It makes it worse to to try to explain anything because part <laughs> of what's great about it is that like everything is left unexplained. Like everything about it is just like you get enough of it to enjoy it, and then you leave. You know what's cool is all these different worlds that they encounter like the the halloween town with like the pumpkin people and like the frog boat and whatever there's this like implication that like this town has always been here and it's gonna keep being here after you leave like that's what's cool about it there's no like big wrap-up that's just like and by the way the frogs you know they're a metaphor for your you know sexuality no it's not like that it's it's a much more I think I think it's a much more well done metaphor where you know like it's revealed at the end that the pumpkin people are cats. Yeah. And that's like that doesn't mean anything. Doesn't that's mean anything. that's not what it is. The 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 point of it is that you aren't ever going to have perfect information and not knowing things is scary and not knowing what's going to happen in your life is is scary. But it's also kind of fun, you know. Yeah. That's kind of part of it too, right? Is that they're on this adventure and it's always really fun, you know? (laughs) Yeah. And you have to, it's all, they're always having a good time and they're always learning something and gaining something. And he has to learn to accept that there's the unknown is always going to be there and you're not ever going to know it, but you just got to like talk to people and (laughs) try to do what you want to do and be okay with those things. Yeah. Um, And it's such a good, it's such a good message for I think lots of people, you know, like there's adults who haven't figured that out, especially clearly when they were watching in 2014. (laughs) Um, And and I just think it's such a sweet kind of, you know, it's, it's a kid's show. Like it is for like adolescents, Um, but it's done with such care and such universality that it's just celebrating in what's great about Halloween and, and just spookiness in general of like there it, there's something fun about being scared and there's something fun about not knowing what's around the corner mm-hmm. um and then using that sort of like old americana version of halloween um and just mashing it all together so fucking perfectly like just the story like the writing of it is so incredible to me like each little episode feels like a twilight zone episode and then you're still telling this overarching up like this concept is just it's it's brilliant i think i can't believe this didn't air at halloween oh when did it when did it come out it aired the week after november oh, 3rd like fourth, around the 5th, time sixth seventh <laughs> yeah so they did a week they just did two episodes a night for a week yeah I do, I definitely didn't have cable. I've never I've never had cable on my own since yeah. I was a child, so I wouldn't have been able to watch it anyway. But um I love it. Yeah, I it's think, beautiful. It's a wonderful little piece. Um I'm going to watch it again probably this week. <laughs> will you show your kids? 
I definitely will. Yeah, for sure. I'm, yeah, I was already like when I was thinking about rewatching it, I was like, I should show this to, um, the, the oldest nephew, um, who's 11. I was like, he's the perfect yeah. age to see this. The yeah, other ones, it might be too scary for them still. Um, sure. But I think the 11 year old, I think a hundred percent should watch this. Yeah. It's so it's good. And I, I would hard recommend it. It's if you like spooky feelings, if you like it, I mean, the weather here in New York is so good. Um, I want to watch it again. I'll probably watch it again before Halloween. Yeah. I, I like it a lot. Um, yeah, it rules. I, I have almost no bad things to say about it. Actually, I have one I bad thing to perfect, say about it, actually. Yeah, please say please say one bad thing about um, it. <laughs> there is some weird, shitty audio production sometimes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Every so the often. the music is so good. The music is really excellent. Most of the voices are fine. Like, you know, the main cast, everything sounds pretty good. Um, although I did catch once Elijah Wood um, laughing had a bit of, like, room stank on it. Um, you know, usually he's like pretty dead on the mic. So you're just getting that classic crispy sort of cartoon voiceover sound. There's one time he laughs that he clearly like gets too far away from the mic and they didn't get another take of it. So you could hear a little bit of like the room, uh, (laughs) and that kind of blows. And I kind of think that some of it might just be because they really wanted to get John Cleese and they really wanted to get like, you know, these real actors and whatever to to be in it. And so maybe they just had to kind of, you know, take what they could get and not everybody came to the same location, you know, and use the same mic. Cause there's a couple characters who you hear them and you're like, who, what, like who recorded this? (laughs) And I'll say if there's, if there's a negative thing I can say about it, it's that, while the animation style is very, very good, um, it still kind of suffers from every once in a while. Th- it's almost like doing it a mini series makes it just a little more good to where there are little like moments where there's actually good animation mm-hmm. and it just makes everything else so annoyingly stiff. Um, I-, I can't. I can't knock it that hard, but I wish the animation could be better. And I think that if it was up to these people who made it, it probably would be a lot better for sure. Um, But it's, it's still nice looking and it's, there's definitely nothing like hard to look at about it. Um, But other than that, I think it's an, you know, it's, it's very high on my list of seasonal movies for sure. uh, And just generally very good movie. It's sick. It's nice. Well, I'm glad you liked it, Jeremy. I was not sure. I mean, like, I assumed you'd like, you'd think it was okay, but mm-hmm. like, I didn't know if you'd also connect with it the way I connected with it. Um, so that's the episode. Thanks so much for listening to Generation Loss, the show about movies with Bryn and Jeremy. Uh, if you'd like to hear more of our show, you can go to patreon.com slash generation loss, where you get a bonus episode every week. Uh, and you will be able to hang out with us in the Discord where we watch the movie that we're going to talk about. Uh, and uh, you can follow us on Twitter at GenLostPod. You can follow us individually from there. You can write us a listener email at GenerationLostPod at gmail.com. And until next time, that's, that's movies. movies. Led through the mist by the milk light of moon all that was lost is revealed our long bygone burdens mere echoes of the spring 
But where have we come? And where shall we end? If dreams can't come true, then why not pretend? How the gentle wind beckons.